Welcome to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea, and in this herbalism episode, I'm going to discuss Hawthorne. Every American child who goes to traditional school learns about the pilgrims coming to the New World on a ship called the Mayflower, but very few Americans know that the name Mayflower refers to Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a small deciduous tree with white bark, extremely hard wood, sharp thorns, clusters of white smelly flowers, and bright red berries that have a taste and look like tiny red apples. In England, hawthorn flowers in May, hence the name Mayflower. The haw in hawthorn comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word for hedge. In medieval times, spiny-limbed hawthorn was used to keep cattle in pastures and to keep people out of private properties. Today, dense hedges of hawthorn are still commonly planted as fences. Maypoles were often made of hawthorn and they were decorated with garlands of hawthorn blossoms. Hawthorne's genus name, Crataegus, comes from the Greek word kratos, meaning hardness or strength. This is a reference to the hawthorn tree's extremely hard and durable wood. There are more than 300 Crataegus species of hawthorn that grow in temperate parts of North America, Asia, and Europe. The scientific names of the hawthorn plants that are commonly used in herbalism are Crataegus levigata, Crataegus monogyna, and Crataegus pinatifida. Crataegus levigata is English hawthorn, and it used to be called Crataegus oxycantha. Crataegus monogyna is the one-seeded variety, and as the name implies, it has only one seed per fruit. The leaf lobes don't have teeth. Crataegus pinatifida, or Chinese hawthorn, has dark red berries, and wedge-shaped leaves. Hawthorn has several other common names, including haw, may, may blossom, and mayflower. Products that contain hawthorn are sold under names such as cardi plant, heart care, hawthorn berry, hawthorn formula, hawthorn heart, hawthorn phytosome, and hawthorn power. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. Herbalists think of hawthorn as a food for the heart. Hawthorn is one of the most scientifically validated herbs in all of herbal medicine. It is a proven heart medicine. The berries and flowering tops of the hawthorn plant improve blood flow through the coronary arteries to the heart. This can help relieve chest pain, also known as angina. Angina is caused by restricted blood flow to the heart. Hawthorn is commonly used in Europe to treat heart disease. It is especially useful for treating congestion heart failure, which involves fatigue of the heart muscle, fluid buildup throughout the body, and shortness of breath after mild exertion. Herbal practitioners also recommend hawthorn for reducing high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and buildup of fatty plaques in blood vessels that can lead to atherosclerosis. 
Here are a few safety precautions for hawthorn. Large amounts of hawthorn can cause sedation and a significant drop in blood pressure. The drop in blood pressure can result in faintness. Hawthorn can also cause fatigue, nausea, and sweating. Hawthorn is a heart stimulant that should only be used by people who have been diagnosed with congestive heart failure, angina, or cardiac arrhythmias. And even then, it should only be used in consultation with a qualified practitioner. Children and pregnant people should not use Hawthorne. Interactions with prescribed medications can occur, so seek advice from an herbal or medical practitioner if you're taking prescribed medications. This is especially important if you're taking medication for high blood pressure and heart disorders. These medications might include heart drugs called cardiac glycosides, such as lenoxin, or medications called nitrates. Hawthorne can also interact with other things like alcohol and other drugs that slow the nervous system such as cold and allergy drugs, sedatives, tranquilizers, and narcotic pain relievers. Be very careful combining any of these things with Hawthorne. In rare cases, Hawthorne can cause mild symptoms such as headache and digestive upset. Don't take Hawthorne if you're allergic to other members of the Rosaceae family. Avoid driving and other hazardous activities until you know how Hawthorne affects you. Seek immediate emergency medical treatment if you experience shortness of breath or chest pain that spreads to your arm, lower jaw, or upper abdomen. This could be a sign of a serious life-threatening medical condition. Now for the healing history of Hawthorne. Hawthorne has a long history of being used in Europe. Archaeologists have discovered the seeds of Hawthorne fruits at Neolithic sites, suggesting that the fruits may have been used for food. Hawthorne was rich in symbolism for the ancient Greeks and Romans. It was linked to hope, marriage, and fertility. Greek bridesmaids wore fragrant hawthorn blossoms and brides carried a hawthorn bow. The Romans placed hawthorn leaves in babies' cradles to ward off evil spirits. When Christianity arrived in Europe, hawthorn's image changed dramatically. Christ's crown of thorns was supposedly made of hawthorn, so the herb became a symbol of bad luck and death. This association with death was bolstered by the unpleasant aroma of the flowers of certain European species of hawthorn. Some hawthorn species are pollinated by carrion-eating insects. To attract those insects, the flowers emit the odor of rotting meat. This offensive odor was associated with the bubonic plague. The disease killed so many people so quickly that bodies often remained unburied for a long time, so the smell of decomposition was everywhere. Hawthorn was shunned because it was associated with the plague. By the 7th century, the Chinese were using hawthorn as a remedy for high blood pressure, arteriosclerosis, heart pain, and other heart-related conditions. It took a while, but eventually Hawthorne shed its bad reputation in Europe and was again embraced as a medicinal herb. In the 17th century, Nicholas Culpepper recommended Hawthorne for kidney stones and congestive heart failure. But despite Culpepper's endorsement, Hawthorne was not widely recommended to treat heart problems until the very end of the 19th century. Near the end of the 1800s, there was an Irish physician named Dr. Green, who became famous for his secret remedy for heart disease. After his death, it was revealed that he used hawthorn to treat congestive heart failure. Dr. Green used a tincture made of hawthorn berries. In 1896, an article was written in a medical journal for eclectic physicians touting Dr. Green's work with hawthorn. Then, eclectic physicians began prescribing hawthorn for congestive heart failure and for the chest pain of angina. Now for the therapeutic uses of hawthorn. These days, 
people use Hawthorne for arteriosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries, Berger's disease, which is a condition of blocked, inflamed blood vessels, heart failure, high blood pressure, and rapid pulse. Hawthorne is a heart tonic that lowers blood pressure, relaxes blood vessels, and is an antioxidant. But Hawthorne is not a cure-all for heart and circulatory disorders. If it is used carefully and taken long-term, it can lead to an improvement in cardiovascular health, though. Hawthorne works directly on the heart to slow its rate, improve oxygen uptake, and increase the pumping efficiency of the heart. Hawthorne can treat palpitations and other heart irregularities. It can also help with mild angina and heart weakness. Hawthorne dilates the coronary arteries, improving the blood supply to the heart muscle. Improved blood supply strengthens the heart and helps it to beat more forcefully and efficiently. Hawthorne boosts the heart's blood pumping force, which is vital in congestive heart failure. In addition, Hawthorne dilates blood vessels everywhere in the body, which allows blood to circulate more freely with less strain on the heart. Hawthorne counteracts some types of heart rhythm disturbances, which are called arrhythmias, and it reduces cholesterol and blood pressure, which are both important risk factors for heart disease. Hawthorne is good for both high and low blood pressure. The berries, flowers, and leaves of Hawthorne contain high levels of procyanidins, which are flavonoid compounds that have a strong antioxidant activity that supports healthy circulation. The leaves and flowering tops have the highest concentration of procyanidins and are therefore more commonly used to treat high blood pressure. The leaves seem to normalize blood pressure in two ways, by slowing the heart rate and lowering blood pressure in overactive states and by stimulating the heart rate and raising blood pressure in underactive states. Hawthorne contains several substances that actively support the health of the arteries. This may also treat or prevent circulatory problems such as atherosclerosis in poor peripheral circulation. Hawthorne may also be helpful in treating intermittent claudication and Raynaud's, which is poor circulation to the hands and feet. Hawthorne can reduce the likelihood and severity of angina attacks. It can also prevent cardiac complications in elderly patients with viral respiratory illnesses like flu and pneumonia. Having a cold, flu, or other viral respiratory issue can put additional stress on the heart, and Hawthorne can help with that. But Hawthorne is no quick fix. It's more of a long-term herbal support for the heart. It does have proven long-term sustained effects, but it cannot be relied upon for cutting short angina attacks. Nitroglycerin is still a better option for angina attacks. Even though Hawthorne is considered safe and it might be effective in treating congestive heart failure, angina, and cardiac arrhythmias, these are very serious, potentially life-threatening conditions that require professional medical care. Make sure you consult with your licensed healthcare provider if you want to add Hawthorne to your treatment plan. There are so many different ways that you can use Hawthorne. Here are just a few. To make a Hawthorne infusion, which is basically a simple tea, you just need two teaspoons of crushed leaves or fruits per cup of boiling water. Steep for 20 minutes. Drink up to two cups per day. You can also make a syrup out of Hawthorne. Here's what you need. One cup of fresh or half a cup of dried Hawthorne berries, three cups of water, and one cup of honey or agave nectar. Here's what you do. Add the Hawthorne berries and water to a saucepan and simmer for 10 minutes. Remove the pot from the heat and allow the mixture to cool. Mash the berries with a potato masher and simmer again for 10 minutes. Strain the liquid back into the pan and 
add the honey or agave nectar. Reheat the liquid until the sweetener dissolves. Store the syrup in the refrigerator for up to three weeks. You can enjoy one to two tablespoons of this delicious hawthorn syrup daily as part of a heart-healthy diet. You can also make a hawthorn meditation tincture. You can use this recipe with other herbs, so feel free to get creative with this one. The recipe is very simple and easy to use with other herbs. Hawthorn is good for meditation because it will help bring forth and address things that you are keeping hidden. You may even be hiding things from yourself. Here's what you need to make a hawthorn meditation tincture. One cup of dried hawthorn berries, one pint of rum or vodka that is 80 proof. You can also use apple cider vinegar or food grade vegetable glycerin. You also need a jar with a lid and one tablespoon of honey or maple syrup is optional. Here's what you do. Put the hawthorn berries in the glass jar and fill the jar with rum, vodka, vinegar, or glycerite. Secure the lid tightly. Date and label the jar so that you remember when it was made. Store it in a cool dark place for at least four weeks, but shake the bottle a little every day to release the juice from the berries. After four weeks, the tincture is ready. Strain out the berries and you can keep the tincture in the same jar or you can use a dark tincture bottle. If you used apple cider vinegar, you'll need to store your tincture in the refrigerator. When you want to meditate with hawthorn, simply find a quiet, comfortable place to sit with your hawthorn meditation tincture and speak to her. Let her know that you are ready to heal your heart and thank her for the medicine journey she is about to guide you through. Place a drop of tincture on your tongue and be still. Allow your senses to take over. Pay attention to any emotions, thoughts, visions, or images that come to you. Hawthorn meditation tincture works with your healing waters, so don't hold back any tears that come. Let them flow and fall as they please. You can grow your own hawthorn. Hawthorn is a complex group of plants. There are more than a thousand species of hawthorn from northern temperate regions. A few species are from Europe and Asia, and there are approximately 900 North American species of hawthorn. About 60 species are grown in American horticulture. The current understanding of the genus Crataegus includes about 140 species. Hawthorns are small trees or shrubs. They are mostly deciduous and they usually have spines. The leaves are lobed and they usually have serrated teeth. The flowers are usually white and have five petals. The flowers grow at the end of the branches and there are usually five to ten flowers in each group. The ornamental flowers and fruits of hawthorn make it an excellent choice for a lawn planting. Hawthorn is easy to grow from cuttings, buddings, or grafting. They also transplant well. But if you decide to grow hawthorn from seed, you might have to wait up to two years for the seeds to germinate. Hawthorn is well adapted to many different environments from urban areas to windswept hillsides. The trees tolerate a variety of soils, but they prefer alkaline-rich moist loam. Most species prefer full sun, while others grow well in partial shade. Hawthorn trees generally bloom anywhere from April to June, depending on the latitude. In England, the blossoms appear in May, which is why it is often called Mayflower. Hawthorn is regarded as a magical tree throughout West 
Western Europe. It is associated with the heart, love, and lust. Some hawthorn flowers have an aphrodisiac aroma. The flowers, leaves, and berries are used as a heart tonic, benefiting circulation and regulating blood pressure. Hawthorn's association with the heart is both medicinal and magical. When hawthorn is grown alongside oak and ash, the place is sacred to fairies. Hawthorn plays an integral part in the rites of Beltane and the realm of fairies. Sleep under a hawthorn tree at Beltane to gain entrance to the fairy realm. Hawthorn is associated with portals, doorways to magic realms, and granting of wishes. Petitions written on ribbons and tied to the branches of the hawthorn tree are carried by the wind to the fairy realm, where the magical beings can choose to help in human affairs. Hawthorn bark and berries are used in love spells because hawthorn's essential properties are healing and love. Hawthorn is one of the most powerful herbs for healing and heart opening. She can heal your heart physically as well as spiritually, and she can also remove emotional blockages. You can create a relationship with Hawthorn through meditation or just by being in her presence. You can expect to have a powerful heart healing journey when you work with Hawthorn. Thank you for listening to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My next herbalism episode will be about White Willow, Silex Alba. White Willow can teach us the ways of water. Willow can remind us of the importance of letting emotions flow and then go. White Willow is potent against pain. It is the natural source of the chemical salicin, which is a precursor to the active ingredient in aspirin. I am also thinking about doing some deep dive episodes into some fungi that are commonly used in herbalism. Mycology is a topic that really fascinates me. We seem to have a much better understanding of the way plants work than fungi, but there are so many cool species of fungi and people have known for thousands of years that various species of fungi have really potent medicinal actions. Do you remember Otzi? He was the dead body that hikers stumbled upon in the Italian Alps in 1991. His body was naturally mummified when he died in the icy mountains about 5,000 years ago. Some scientists called him the Iceman, and Italian anthropologists have studied him closely ever since they found him. He wore straw-lined leather boots, leather clothing, a thick coat made from woven grass, and a bearskin cap. He carried a wooden bow, a leather quiver filled with stone-tipped arrows, a flint-bladed knife, a wood-handled axe with a copper blade, and a food pouch that still contained dried deer meat and a prune. The Iceman's pouch also contained two mysterious cork-like lumps about the size of walnuts that were pierced through and strung together on a leather thong. This indicated that they were of value. The lumps turned out to be bracket fungus, or piptopper betulinus, which grows in shelf-like plates on tree trunks. Bracket fungus contains agaric acid, which is a potent laxative, and it has an oily resin that is toxic to some bacteria and intestinal parasites. The Iceman was most likely carrying the fungus to treat an intestinal parasite that he happened to have in his digestive tract called Trichurus trichiura. This means that around 3300 BCE, people were able to die diagnose a medical condition, and prescribe an herbal treatment for the problem. Herbalism is such a fascinating topic. Thank you for taking some time to learn about Hawthorne with me. I am looking forward to sharing so much more with you, so please subscribe to Path of a Green Witch podcast if you haven't already.